So Philippians chapter 3 and verse 14 is a scripture for today. But I'll read it from verse 13 just to put it together. Verse 13, Philippians chapter 3 says this, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward upward call um, of God in Christ Jesus. When I started this verse last week, I titled it, uh, I, call, uh, I said, I titled it as follows. I said, the title is A Prize to Be Won. A Prize to Be Won. Now, I made quite a few references about this prize, and, um, which I just want to touch a little bit on just before I get going with the... Uh, the later part of this uh, particular scripture. Um, and I said um, that it is sad if we look around the world how what we see in the Christian world, the Christian context, it would seem as though um, there are lots of nominal and maybe, maybe mediocre Christians out there. Now, of course, I'm not pointing fingers. Uh, as, I, as I speak, I speak to, uh, to myself as well. But there seems to be a lot of nominal and ordinary Christians. Um, we live our lives in some sort of a placid way. Placid way. It's mediocre. Um, life is just, oh man, just the Christians. We're just, we just walking by. We're just carrying on. And sadly, this is true. There's a large majority of the Christian world that live like this. And sadly, the Bible describes us Christians who are living this mediocre and kind of average life as lukewarm Christians. Now, I'm sure we've heard of that uh, that, um, word, that description of, of um, Christians were lukewarm. And the sad thing about that is um, we know what God says about lukewarm Christians, about lukewarm uh, children. He says this with a heavy heart. He says he wishes to spit them out. He wishes to spit lukewarm Christians out. Now, of course, one can start arguing, oh, okay, but maybe I'm, I'm saved. There's always this argument, one saved, always saved. So if I'm saved, how can he spit me out? Uh, the context is different. But this is what he says. I wish to spit the lukewarm Christians out. He says, you're neither hot nor are you cold. You're kind of in between. He, almost, he says that he wishes that you'd either be hot or in or cold, or art, then at least he would say he knows where you stand. 
It's not are you in or are you out? Do you love me or don't you love me? Do you, do you believe in me? Do you believe in my words or not? It's just we are mediocre. We're just passive. We just live in our lives as though there is no purpose. And that's quite graphic. For God to say, to write that in his word, I wish to spit them out, that is quite graphic. And it deserves a bit more study and a bit more in-depth looking at, how does it apply? What does it actually mean? Which hopefully maybe sometime next year we'll be able to look a little bit more in-depth on that. What does it actually mean? I want to spit you out. We see that in Revelations chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. And I said that my belief is part of the problem um, why the large majority, in inverted commas, uh, I don't know the stats, live like this, placid and mediocre, is because um, we don't live with the three points that I, um, I mentioned two weeks ago. The first was we don't live our Christian life necessarily with a single-mindedness we don't live our lives with a single-mindedness. So we live our lives as Christians with our, with our minds are going everywhere. There's just all sorts of things are happening. Uh, uh, we are in that way, then we go this way. Then that doesn't work for us, then we go that way. We are unsatisfied there, then we move. It's just we all over. So we don't have a single-minded attitude in our lives. And the second thing I believe is because we also, as Christians, don't live our lives with um, calculated forget- forgetfulness, like I mentioned. There's some things we need to forget in our Christian lives. And I speak to myself. There's some things we need to, yes, we've been possibly hurt. Um, the things haven't worked out as maybe we would want them to. Some of those things we need to forget. We need to choose to forget some of these things. But there's some things that we are not to forget. We are not to forget God's goodness upon us. We are not to forget uh, God's mercy over you and I. We are not to forget of God's miracles, the things that He's done to, to uplift you. To, and we are not to forget how, where you've come from and to where you are today. So we don't, we, we don't live with a calculated forget, forgetfulness. And then thirdly I said... We don't live with a forward-looking vision excuse me, for the future. So we're here, and today, tomorrow will come, and it's the same, you know, Monday through to Friday, Saturday, and then we're back on Sunday, and it just carries on, you know, day after day. It's same old, same old. We don't necessarily live with a forward Vision. We don't look forward. We don't see that, you know, that light at the end of the tunnel. We're just walking in this tunnel and it's just, yes, there's a little bit of light there, but it doesn't, it's not drawing us to, that, to itself. And I said, Paul lived his life with that intense purpose. He saw the light. He saw the light. In fact, the title, why I called it, there's a prize to be won, is because Paul in his life saw that there was a prize at the end of, the, uh, of his journey here on earth. So it didn't matter what happened to him. It didn't matter whether he was persecuted. It didn't matter whether he was shipwrecked. It didn't matter what, whether he was plagued with disease. 
and thorns in his, in his uh, flesh. It did not matter. Or thrown into prison, as he writes this uh, uh, passage of scripture, or this scripture, Philippians, he's writing it whilst he's in prison. It didn't deter him. He was still determined to get to the uh, finish line, to that prize. He wanted to attain that prize. And it's true for us as Christians today. Because I, I think I've asked before, we uh, might ask ourselves, why, why are we here? What's the point of life? God has saved us. But man, it seems that life is just so, it just drags. Like it's, there's almost no purpose. Surely there's to be a purpose. Surely there's to be a reason. Otherwise, why hasn't God called us home already? I'm sure Paul had these thoughts. I am sure he, it, it worked through his head. You're in prison. You know, you're being shipwrecked. All these things are happening to you, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm following Christ. I am preaching the word of God, which has power. Yet all these things are happening to, to me. Paul had a concentrated focus. His mind wasn't going everywhere. He knew that there was a prize, and so he wanted to get to the prize. So whatever came his way, he did not really um, allow for that to, to deter him or to shake him or to change him. Now this morning, I'm here to remind someone, possibly, if you have forgotten, or if you do not know, that there is a prize to be won. That there's a prize to be won at the end of this wonderful life that God has allowed for us to have on this earth. And because of this truth, that there's a prize to be won, our lives cannot be the same. Our lives cannot look the same. It's not, oh, another day, oh, it's not that kind of repetitive thinking. Yes, life will happen. You've got to go to work tomorrow. We've got to go home. We've got to raise our kids. We've got to do all the kind of mundane um, routine stuff that we are called to do. But actually, because there's a prize at the end of this tunnel, there's a light. That is where our focus is. All these things happen and God gives us the grace to be able to do them properly. But we don't, we don't focus on all the external stuff that is necessarily almost attacking us. We, we focus. When, when those things happen, actually what we need to do is look to the prize at the end of the tunnel. And we know that prize. That prize has been with Jesus Christ. But there's more than that. It's more, it's more than just being with Christ in heaven one day. So the title is, there's a prize to be won. For every single Christian, there's a prize to be won. And it would seem as though Paul had a conviction. I mean, as we read scriptures, read his, his writings, he was a man who, as, as, we, as we read, he was plagued with all sorts of things. I mean, this man um, had every reason to turn his back on Christ. Every reason to turn back I mean, to turn his back on Christ. He could have just thrown in the towel, as it were, and say, God, oh, I mean, this is too much. This is too much. But he had a conviction. And I said last week, conviction is what we need. Conviction is what we need. Um, so my prayer is that we will get convicted of the fact that there is a prize to be won. And this prize is there. To, it's there for us to, to attain. 
And it's not me saying this to you, and it's not me trying to encourage you and I. We need the conviction from Jesus Christ. Because once we have that conviction, like Paul, our lives will be different. We would not be so concerned, so consumed with what's happening, what uh, the world is saying, and, 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 and. We would actually, those things will, uh, will happen. We will get negative, we will get critics, we will get all these things. But actually our focus is the prize. The prize at the end of our journey. We see that he, Paul lived um, with a definite focus and a definite purpose. And that purpose was a prize. It was a goal for him that he wanted to attain. Otherwise, he wouldn't have lived the way he did. You know yourself as much as I know myself. If there's no motivation, if there's nothing for me to go for, if there's nothing to achieve, then life is just, then we just cruise. Let it, let it be. But if there's something to be attained, there's something to be had, there's something to achieve, man, our attitudes are different. We are focused. And this was Paul's attitude. Now, the question I have to start off this morning is what helped Paul keep his mind or keep his focus on the prize? Okay, so we, we recognize the fact that he realized that there's a prize. It's a tunnel. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I, uh, I mentioned last week, this tunnel sometimes seems as though it, it's, it's quite long. But you don't know how long this tunnel is for our lives. You don't know when God will call us home. It could be long in our estimation or it could be very short. But what helped Paul keep his mind or his focus on the prize? And the answer I said last week is Paul pictures his Christian life as being like a race. And so what helped him keep his focus on the prize is that he saw this race. And for us, what would help us keep our focus, not be lukewarm, move away from the either or, but rather um, warm and hot, as it were, is that we get to picture our Christian walk as a race. Now, in what way is the Christian life like a race. We all understand racing. There's a start point. Then you've got to finish, whether it's a short distance running, whether it's a long distance marathon, whatever it is. You've got to start somewhere. And that start happened when Jesus Christ called you, um, uh, saved you. When When he reached out to you whilst you were still a sinner. And he reached out to you and called you. That, and then you gave your heart to, to him. That part, that day that you got saved, that process of justification, which was instant, that's when the race started. It started there. But oftentimes, I think even for me, we live our lives like a, okay, that was the start and that's the end. And, uh, and I hold on. I hold on to, um, to what I need to hold on until Christ calls me home again. No, this race, there's much to be done. The race continues. 
and I made mention um, a couple of weeks ago that this race is a little bit different to um, the world race as we see it. This race, I'm not racing to try and beat you. You know, in a race in the world, we, we try to win. But my winning, I want to beat you. I want to be the first one. I want to do it. But here, we are racing so that we can finish. So we can finish the race. Not so that I can win or beat you in the race. In fact, I, we are racing and I am to come alongside you. If I see you are battling, <coughs> excuse me, I'm to come alongside you and lift you up and walk with you. And vice versa, if you see that I am battling, I'm dragging my feet on this, on this race, you are to come alongside me and help me. That's why we are called to, to uh, fellowship together. That's why we are uh, um, holistically one body, many parts but one body. Together we finish this race. So this race is not one that we are trying to beat each other. It's a race that we are trying to Win or finish the race, excuse me. Not win, but finish the race. So what way is a Christian life like a race? Like I said, number one, it is a course that is clearly marked. Clearly marked out. See, God has a route for each and every single one of us. Each and every single us, as he's called us, he has marked out the route for us to follow. Uh, a route that he wants us to, to, to embark and, and, and uh, walk through. So it's a race that we call to finish. What does the race look like? It is clearly marked out. On a, on a, on a, when we're racing in, in a worldly sense, we're in a lane. This is your lane. You are to race in your lane. It's clearly marked out. And as, as it goes, you know, it deviates. You know, you can see it, there's direction as you go. Marathon runners, uh, you know, you, you know these things. You can see the direction. And it's true of us as Christians. This is, this is how Paul lived his life. He knew. He knew. Uh, he tried to imagine his life as a, as, a, as a race. And God is helping him run this race, which is clearly marked for him clearly marked for him. Now that is reassuring. For me, certainly it's reassuring that actually this race, I'm not just racing and I'll hopefully just get, you know, uh, get there. I might trip and go into the next lane. Uh, no, no, it's actually reassuring because God has already clearly marked out for this race for you and I. He has already gone ahead and prepared good works for us, as I always say, in Ephesians 2 verse 10. He has gone ahead and prepared good works for you and I to walk in. So as we run in our lane, this race to get to that prize that is ahead for us, God has clearly marked it out for us. Our job is to keep running. Our job is to keep going forward. Our job is to keep concentrating on that prize that is ahead um, now, this speaks of predestination. Predestination. <clears throat> uh, you know, one of my favorite preachers, one of his statements, he said that our, let me just not uh, butcher up. He says, our future 
is in God's past. Now how reassuring, how amazing, our future, so we go into that prize, it's in God's past. Now we know God is not limited to time, time does not uh, exist, he's not limited to time. We are limited to time. But he's been there. So the future, our future, where we're going, that road that is clearly marked out for us, it's in his past. It's in his past. So actually we can take confidence in running this race. So number one, in what way is the Christian life like a race? It is a course that is clearly marked out for us. We are all running this race. We are all running this race. Number two, it requires discipline. It requires discipline. And not only does it require discipline, it also requires attention on what is ahead. You, would ima- you can think of Paul in his uh, race with all the things that happened for him. If he wasn't disciplined, if his attention wasn't focused on the prize, all those things would have deterred him. All those things would have stopped him from going forward. All those things would have slowed him down. So number two, it requires discipline and it also requires attention to what is ahead. See, as we race, looking behind us will slow us down. Again, as I said, we're not racing to beat each other, but we are in a race. We are in a race. Because while there's a winning post, there's a finish line at the end of this course that God has paved for us. And there's a prize to be won if we reach that end post. And we need to realize that winning the prize or attaining the prize is part of God's call. It's part of God's call. If God has called us, if He's, if he's gone ahead and prepared good works for us, He's clearly marked out the road for us. It means that this race, um, the, this forward calling is part of His call unto our lives, for our lives. Because calling begins at conversion, but it does not stop there, as I said. The day that God saved, the calling started. The race started, but it didn't end there. So it did the, the, the gun went off and you ran. You didn't just stop. You didn't just stop. You carried on. You pursued something. You, you, why? Because there was a prize at the end of the tunnel. The prize at the end of this race. So it didn't stop there. God calls us to Christ. But he goes on calling us. We have been summoned to holiness. That's part of calling. We have been summoned to holiness. We have been summoned to heavenly reward. How we live our lives on this race, how we race this uh, marked out road will determine the rewards we'll get when we um, arrive at the finish line in heaven. Now that is encouraging. There's a reward for you and I. We just need to keep running. Keep focused on that prize. Let's not look around. Let's not be deterred by all these things that life throws at us. But let's keep focused. Yes, if, as, I, as I'm running, as I said, you know, my, and my fellow brothers and sisters are battling, I am to help us 
to move forward. And as you're running and I am battling or your fellow brothers and sisters are battling on this race, we are to help each other finish this race. Finish this race. So there's a goal. There's a goal to be attained, right? And it says, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. For the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now the word prize is an important expression. We are driven, aren't we? Even the most in inverted commas, kind of the most undriven, or is lazy the word? Um, people, they, they, we, are, we are driven human beings. We want to achieve something. We want to go somewhere. We want to attain something. So Paul uses this word carefully, prize. Why? Because prize motivates us. We want to win that prize. We want to win that prize. We want to get that prize. Now, it's an important expression that he, he decided, an important word that he decided to use. It, connect, it, it, it um, speaks of a wreath or a crown at the end of the race. We will receive a crown or we will receive um, a, what an, um, we will be stowed with what they call in um, in the Greek, no, that's actually in, in the English, um, a garland. Is that right? <coughs> that one. That one. Thank you, English, ma'am. Um, this is given to the one who finishes, the one who wins, the ones who, uh, in, in, uh, in um, ancient Greek times, the race, the victor got this. Now, One thing that why Paul thought of the Christian life as a, as a race and why he pictured his life as a race and why he would encourage us through the word this morning to picture our lives daily as a race because we will, we will, we will get that when we finish. You see, what is it? What do we get? It's not. It's more than just winning. It's 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 more than. I say keep on saying winning because that that's how we understand race. You got to win. It's more than just finishing, finishing the race. For you and I as a as a as a Christian, see that for the Greek ancient guys when they won the race when they finished the race, the one who won you know the victor of the race there were a few more. Um, um, advantages or benefits to, to him winning this race. One of the benefits was that the home city highly praised him, highly admired him. So they won. So the home city were, hey man, this, this is our champion. They highly applauded him. They, they regarded him as a, a champion, as it were. He was the victor. More than that, he no longer paid taxes. Now that speaks uh, to many of us, I would imagine. Many business folk, 
he no longer had to pay taxes, which is no meager uh, advantage. It's a massive advantage. These are the, some of the benefits that he got. The city actually made a statue of him and put it out in a public square. So people in the city in the, uh, would know, ah, that was the winner. Ah, then he's on, doesn't have to pay taxes. So maybe you can go to him and ask him for help, help me with money or whatever. These are the benefits that he got. I mean, that's a big one. We all want to be praised. Even though we might say we don't want to, deep down inside, we all want to be praised. We all want to get things. We all want to be applauded. We all want that. These are the benefits that the, the winner got. Now for us, as I said, the concentration is a prize. The prize for the believer is the place of victory. So the prize is the place of victory. When we finish the, our race on earth, the prize is that we get to be with Jesus Christ. We get to be with Him. All those things that we've read about, are, you know, there will be no more pain, no more depression, no more anger, disease, and all those things will be walking on streets that are made of gold. Can you imagine that? All these things will be true. But being with Christ is the biggest prize that we will get. But with that comes the rewards because of how we've lived our lives here on earth, because of how we've ran this race. Those things will come determine how we've lived. So has Christ, is your life centered around him? Or is he just on the kind of sidelines? You're just living your life, you're just carrying on, but it, or is Christ your center? Paul was determined to get to that prize. And what helped him focus is on this race is that he is racing, but Jesus Christ was his um, central focus. Nothing, nothing deterred him. Nothing changed his thinking. And he went through lots, as we read his word. He, went, he was not um, superhuman. He went through a lot. See, the upward call in the scripture is when the believer is called to glory to meet his Lord. So one day, every single person will be called to meet your Creator. It is when God recognizes whether the believer has reached a point of maturity in Christ Jesus. How do you reach a point of maturity in Christ Jesus? You don't reach it in heaven, you reach it now on earth as you run this race. The central question that is asked by God is whether you and I have lived our lives centered around the glorification of Jesus Christ? Or have we lived our lives centered around the glorification of ourselves or things, items, activities? What have we lived our lives? Is Jesus central to you in your life? Or is he on the sidelines? 
has the things that God has allowed you to be good at, and to love and to enjoy, have those things become bigger than Him or not? That's a question that God will ask of you and I. Have I lived my life as best as I can to glorify Jesus Christ? And that's a question I ask of us this morning. A question I encouraged us to ask ourselves every day, every end of the day. Is Jesus, has Jesus been central in my day today? Yes, things will happen around us. As I said, we are, in, we are humans. There's a whole lot of stuff that's happening. God has allowed us to do things. We have, we've got work. We've got, as I said, um, families. We've got a whole bunch of things that are happening. But are those things more important than Jesus Christ? Ask yourself the question. And we will only uh, um, receive the prize when we get to heaven, when we finish the race, when we end the race. We don't get it before. We get it at the finish line. And you see, that is what Paul was driving of pressing forward to. And last week I, I mentioned, or the week before, where he says... Um, Great stuff that has happened. I'm going on, but I don't look back. I don't hold on. I don't. I don't let those things hold me back. I, I I reach forward. I press forward to the things that God has called me to. Why? Because of the forward prize that He has set before you and I. In conclusion, this is the truth: that one day each believer will have an upward call to meet his or her Savior. You cannot escape that. Every single believer will meet Christ one day. God's call will be based on our status in Christ. And every single Christian, if you're born again, Jesus Christ has saved you, is guaranteed to see the Lord because of that status. If you're saved, justification took place, you don't have to worry about that. You are saved, you will see the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a guarantee. So as you race, as you go, carry on on this, on this uh, race, the finish line will come. And at the finish line, you will meet your Creator. Every Christian will face the Lord's evaluation of the quality of life he or she spent here in time. Do we ever think that, of that? Do we, ever, do, we, do we sometimes just take a step back and think, Lord, am I living my life in a way that brings... Are you happy? Are you, am I glorifying you? Is your will, is your will taking place? In my life, yes, I might, be, I might be raining, I might be running on my lane, but am I actually living my life as you would want me to for the glory of your son Jesus? Are you living for that day, the day that you'll meet the Lord Jesus Christ? Paul did, he lived with that 
as his focus. One day I'm going to meet Christ. I'm going to get to that finish line. I'm going to get that prize. Are you doing the same? I don't often do that. Uh, I'll be honest. Lord, help me to change that. Do you anticipate that meeting? You will all have a meeting with Jesus Christ one day. Do you anticipate that meeting? Do you, does your life now focus? Focus around that day. See, if we focus, we have a concentrated focus on the finish line. All these other things that happen to us. The critics who speak ill against us. Those who speak bad or those who will try to detract us from the prize. We will not give them any power over our lives. Why? Because we've got a, we got a concentrated focus. That person did, said that about me. Or the, when I was, racing this, I was running this race, uh, they, they, they juked me or whatever. Those things won't be. They, they're just sideline side stuff. The focus for you and I is the finish line. And I know it is hard. I know we live in the world. But Jesus Christ encourages uh, us and he said, Take heart, my brothers and sisters, my friends, for I have overcome all things. And the scripture I read this morning, Colossians 1 verse 15, all things were created by him, for him, and all things are held together by him. So if you're feeling down, if you're feeling um, like you cannot hold things up, life is just too much, uh, let's go back to him and say, Father, uh, you created me, you created everything around me, but uh, maybe I haven't surrendered, maybe I haven't, whatever, uh, show me, show me. But I want to give myself back to you and say, everything is created by you and for you. If that's the case, I want to, I want to live this life well, that I may, do, I may receive those wonderful words when, he, when I arrive at the finish line. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest. And behind that, you know, all those benefits will come, the rewards that will come. You might not like your face if they put a statue in heaven of you. I don't know how it's going to look like. But hey, we will be perfect. Perfect bodies, perfect everything. There's much to be desired. There's much to be had. So my encouragement this morning for you and for me is that apart from everything that's happening around us, positive and negative, let us have a concentrated focus on the prize at the end of the tunnel. Let's remember that we're in a race. We're not just uh, going by and hoping and holding on to the, until the end. To God comes and takes us. No, there's a prize to be won. There's a race to be finished. And help, let's help each other finish this race. Father, thank you for your truth of your word. Thank you, Lord, that we can... Be encouraged by your word this morning that says that you've gone ahead and prepared good works for us to walk into. Thank you, Lord, for this picture that Paul um, wrote for us to, to see through your spirit that we're in a race. We're in a race. And this race 
cause for us to continue racing. Not to stop, not to give up, but to continue racing. Because there's a prize to be won or to be had at the end of uh, uh, the finish line. And where we have friends who are wanting to stop, Father, give us the wisdom and the courage to to encourage them, to come alongside them and, and help them walk and run this race with us. And, and, and the same for me. Not that when I'm feeling maybe I don't want to give up, God, won't you bring alongside me, my friends, God, that would uh, lift me and, and, and help me to finish this race. Because we are called to finish this race together. And one day, Lord, we want to arrive at the finish line well, having lived our life as best as we know possibly here on, on earth for the glory of your Son, Jesus. I bless your holy name. Amen.